Hello, everybody. My name is Dietrich Wingpole, and welcome to the Good Steward Podcast. Come and fellowship with me as we will discuss the topic, where is the word of God planted in your heart? First and foremost, I just want to say thank you all for taking the time to watch episode one of the Good Steward Podcast. In episode one, I shared a little bit about myself hobbies and interests and how did the Good Steward podcast come about as well as some of the goals and vision um, that the Lord has placed in my heart to faithfully steward this ministry. I also, if you haven't done so, encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on our Instagram page where we are sparking conversations and building community. If you prefer not to watch the podcast via YouTube, um, our episodes are now published and uploaded on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we're currently working on Google Podcasts um, as well. So in terms of Google Podcasts, we have to wait for a couple more days until (laughs) the episodes are released. So for those who subscribe or their go-to podcast platform is Google Podcasts. Um, We are more than happy uh, to accommodate uh, your preference and we'll keep you posted. Uh, But the links to the Instagram page and the streaming links will be in the description below. So now that we got that squared away, let's get into the main focus of today's discussion. Where is the word of God planted in your heart? And today we will examine the parable of the sower. And from Matthew chapter 13 verses 1 to 23. And we will examine where the word of God has been planted in our hearts. Now before we dive deep or before we get into the discussion, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, mercy, and grace. Thank you for this very opportunity, O oh God, um, to come together as brothers and sisters of Christ, um, to fellowship and to read your word. Um, as we read uh, the parable of the sower, um, examine our hearts, O oh God. Where is the word of God planted in our hearts? For you know what goes on in our minds. You know what goes on in our hearts. You know what goes on in our motives. You know everything about us, our innermost being. So, Father, encouraging, I'm praying that you encourage us to be honest of where we are and to encourage each other to grow in spirit and truth. And in the midst of that, we put our hope and trust in you. And we say this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Where is the word of God planted in your heart now? The parable of the sower can be found in the book of Matthew, right? Mark and Luke, um, to be exact, the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 20. And also Luke, chapter 8, verses 1 to 15. Our focus scripture will be Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 23. Now, before we read the book of Matthew, 
we want to just take a step back. What are parables? As I mentioned before, we will examine the parable of the sower. So what are parables? Right? So parables um, were are simple stories, seemingly simple stories. But it has a deeper meaning. Um, it more so reveals the kingdom of God. Um, we have to understand that one of the common teaching strategies or practices of Jewish culture were stories, right? And Jesus used parables to share or sort of build a analogy of real world or daily life um, activities to the kingdom of God. And these parables often left people thinking, asking questions such as what is the meaning, you know, of these parables? Well, like, what do you mean? What are you saying? <laughs> it asks you questions on, it just makes you want to ponder, like, what is the kingdom of God, right? And I would say that one of the questions that Jesus essentially laid out in each parable was simply this. Will you accept the truth or reject the truth? If you read each parable, oftentimes it would ask you that question. It would challenge you whether you accept the truth or you reject it. And here's the consequences of rejecting the truth. And now let us read the parable of the sower, Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 23, we're going to actually first read verses 1 to 8. And it says, from, from the NIV version, and it says, that same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. While all the people stood on the shore, then he told many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. The birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred sixty or thirty that was sown now from reading the first eight verses the parable of sowers where the farmer scatters seeds in various terrains the path rocky surfaces among thorns and good soil. And notice here that the first three terrains, the path, rocky surfaces, and the thorns, the seed was either devoured by the enemy or withered away. Why is that? Let's further examine from verses 9 to 16. Whoever has ears, let them hear. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? Jesus replied, 
because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more and they will have abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. So he will explain the reason. And this is a cross reference to uh, prophet Isaiah in the book of Isaiah um, chapter six, verses eight to 10. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot to grasp. So ultimately, if we were to examine the first three fate of <laughs> where seeds were planted in the path, uh, rocky surfaces, thorns, we can say that the seed is the word of God. The word of God is scattered everywhere. And you have the decision back to the question that essentially parables ask ourselves, will you accept the word of God or reject it? And these three, the fate of these three terrains have something in common. They don't understand the word. See, the seed sown in the path, they hear the word, but did not Listen to the word. The seeds sown in rocky surfaces, they hear the word and they have so much joy, right? When the word of when when the seed or the word of God is planted in rocky surfaces, they have so much joy. They're happy. But when trials, tribulations, when the sun came up and burned them, when trials which often strengthens our faith, tests the genuineness of our faith, produces righteousness. For the word of God says that no discipline seems pleasant, but it produces righteousness. They don't understand that aspect, right? They may have a false impression that this Christian life is always easy and always happy. Or perhaps maybe there's a... um, traumatic event or a series of tragedy um, events that discourage and not truly see uh, God's goodness, how easy it could be to turn away. And as for the thorns, the thorns were more so focused on the deceitfulness of wealth. Worrying about your life, worrying about 
It was just a life full of worry. They hear it, but they may not understand the fact that the God that we believe is sovereign. The God that we believe understands our needs. The God that we believe is the supplier of our needs. The God that we believe comforts us. And for those who are the seed is sown among thorns, we don't recognize that. God's sovereignty. We're just worried about the worries of life. And it can become a distraction where we can lose focus on him, the one who truly matters. And I can confess that this has been a struggle for me where the word of God is planted among thorns because I have so many questions. Like as I step into the season of the unknown, oftentimes I lose focus. I lose focus on his precepts. I lose, I lose focus on his word. And I try to take matters to my own hands. But I find myself depleted, running myself to the ground. I find myself more anxious. It is my heart desire that I want the word of God to be sown in good soil. I'm working towards that daily prayer, daily devotional, trusting in him, believing in God's sovereignty. Because sometimes when we are consumed in the worries of life, that becomes the focus. I just wanted to just be transparent and, and share with you all, you know, as I examine for the most part, where has the word of God been planted in my heart? And I, and I can admit, it's planted among thorns. But as of recent, as I step into this new season of doing ministry full time, I reflect on God's goodness, his evidence of who he is and how much he loves me and how much he loves you. That we shall repent. And turn to him and that we shall be healed. The differentiating factor between the first three seeds that were planted on um, the path, the rocky surfaces, the thorns to the good soil is that when seeds are planted into good soil, they hear the word of God. They listen to the word of God. They understand the word of God. And they apply. <laughs> Look what it says to verse 23. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Hearing, understanding, 
produces a crop. Hearing, understanding, application. It's my heart's desire um, to not only hear the word of God, but to understand it, to obey it, to meditate on it, to apply it to my day-to-day circumstances. And it is my hope that we are honest with ourselves and we examine our hearts. Where is the word of God planted in your heart? And I highly encourage you to share in the comment section below. Or you can personally reach out to me on Instagram and we can have a private conversation from there. This is a space for us to grow. This concludes the episode. Where is the word of God planted in your hearts? Be on the lookout for the next episode. I'm happy to announce that this upcoming Sunday, March 12th, is my birthday. I'll be turning 26. Wow. <laughs> 26. So I would like to share some of the learning lessons. Um, what has the Lord placed in my heart in this season and what to hope for? So I hope you all find this discussion insightful. To God be the glory. And I will see you all later.